Welcome to the Linfit Coaching Podcast, where we take some of the most important fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle topics, and we make them practical for you, so you can take it with you in your daily life. All right, well, welcome to the Linfit Coaching Podcast. I'm here today with Jeff Underhill, who's on one of our previous podcasts, and uh, he, if you remember or listened to that previous podcast, he is a man of multiple talents. He <laughs> is a, <laughs> a mayor, city commissioner. Uh, insurance agent and uh, also manages to be a strong man. Um, the train for strong man training competes at state level competitions and even abroad, even like beyond that has ambitions to keep uh, competing even nationally with that. So wants to keep getting stronger and stronger. And so uh, I've been working with him on his nutrition and uh, even challenging him a little bit. And uh, the more strength endurance cardiovascular side of things recently as we're working on just getting him uh, more ready to keep competing at a higher level. So Jeff, how's it going today? Not, not too bad. And uh, just to follow up on your uh, challenging me uh, more on my cardiovascular. Uh, I don't, I don't consider it a challenge. It's some days I feel like you're trying to kill me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the 13 minute thing, I, I'm not looking forward to that this week, but uh It'll it'll be fun and I'll get through it. If it's any consolation, I've done that before, and uh, yeah, you you might lay on the floor afterwards, but then you're like, all right, that's done. I'm gonna go eat right now. I'm gonna go eat now once you're got your wits about you again. Once the legs stop feeling like Jello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't ask anyone to make you do a math problem afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Post workout brain. Um. Cool. Well, so. Jeff, you got a hold of me um, because you just had some questions about, you just wanted to learn more. Um, I love that about you, that you just want to soak it up. Um, Originally, whenever we started working together, um, you told me that you just viewed food more as just like fuel. And, but now it's like, you're getting more and more curious. You want to, you want to know about it and you want to be educated about it so you can know what's best for you and keep getting better at it. So. Yep. Uh, absolutely. I've been listening to your podcast and, and following up. And every time I listen, I, I go, you know, I, I have a question about this. I have a question about, you know, your last one you, you talked about, uh, or in one of your past ones, you talked about supplements and, uh, you know, just kind of how all that pertains to my diet personally. And, you know, kind of what that looks like for some of your diet. Um, you know, uh, the, the program that you have me on right now, um, I have to, I'm eating about 303 uh, grams of protein a day. Um, you talked about, you know, only taking supplements if you need it. Um, in my opinion, that's a lot of beef and chicken um, and <laughs> eggs to be eating. Uh, I, I did the math one day and I think uh, that equivalates to about 52 eggs a day, um, which would be nearly impossible to eat and impossible to get to without a supplement. So, um, you know, is it okay that I supplement my protein with, with powder? What type of powder should I be looking for, you know, to make sure that I'm staying as true to my nutrition goals as possible? Yeah, dude, that's a great question. Um, and, uh, thanks for listening to the last podcast and, uh, asking about that. Um, protein is a big thing that you're needing in your diet because man you're trying to be a strongman athlete and to a degree mass moves mass and so if you're not big and strong that weight is not going to move um and so uh even with the level of lean mass that you have to maintain that amount of muscle um it's going to be hard to eat enough yeah. uh, and so i mean you probably could name a few 
um, strongmen, like elite strongmen who literally have sponsors who just send them like free, like <laughs> cases of protein that they just consume. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So part of the reason for that is just like, okay. Uh, studies have found that anywhere from like two, 2.5 to even three, up to three grams per kilogram of body weight. This isn't just like your lean mass. This is like your entire body weight is safe to eat. Okay. So it's not going to affect you at all. Um, and so, because some people are like, oh man, if I have too much protein, is that going to like affect me at all? Like, is that unhealthy? You know? Um, and so, and it's quite possible that as a lot of people are actually not getting enough protein, like as, as many as like only 30% of people are actually getting enough protein in their day. Um, and so protein is the building blocks of life. It's not just the muscle. It's also your hormones, um, all of the enzymes that help you with digestion, your cells down the cellular level, like they need protein building blocks. Um, they're the building blocks that hold up the structure of who you are and how you function. And so, uh, to get enough with as much, as big and strong as you want and need to be, it's going to be hard to get that from food. Like, as you were saying, and yeah. so, uh, like 303 grams of protein, like that sounds absurd, right? Like for the average person like myself. Okay. So big difference between you and me is I'm just smaller. <laughs> uh, so I'm about 190 pounds. Okay. So even for me to eat twice my body weight, it's like just over what you end up, um, having. Yeah. like my twice my body weight in pounds, like twice my two grams per kilogram is not even touching close. I'm, that's like closer to 200. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So if it's not realistic for your pocketbook or for your appetite, then it can make sense to supplement. That's whenever it makes sense to supplement protein. Um, and so, especially if you're trying to recover well for multiple workouts in a given day or week, or if you're trying to um, put on lean mass, that's when supplements make a lot of sense. Um, that- and so I am, I am building, um, building muscle and, and building lean mass while I'm um, trying to eliminate some fat, you know, obviously uh, have, have some to lose and want to get my uh, through body scans, you know, kind of keep track of my body fat level and uh, want to cut that down. So, um, you know, when I'm supplementing my protein, you know, is it a whey protein? Is it a pea protein? Is it grasshopper protein? I mean, <laughs> what, what should I be looking for? You know, what, what's kind of the best? I know, you know, I have specific brands that I like and, and use regularly, but um, is, is there something that or a supplement that would better, you know, complement what I'm actually eating and complement, you know, kind of my training? Great question. Um, so whey protein has like the most research behind it. Um, it's got decades of research behind it. And so whey protein is a complete protein that is sort of a byproduct of cheese production. And so America eats a lot of cheese, right? Um, a lot of cultures eat a lot of cheese. And so there's this byproduct of whey. It comes off as liquid, but then they dehydrate it and they bind it together to make this powder. And uh, by itself, it's pretty plain. Doesn't nothing special, you know? Yeah. Uh, but whenever companies put it together with other things, make it taste good, you can drink it. And it's like this really fast absorbing protein that really helps with uh, protein uptake. Um, so and that helps with a lot of things like the 
the muscular recovery in building and hormones and everything is just meeting your protein needs. So um, when you're asking about what protein, uh, whenever it kind of depends on the goal, since your goal is more of like, I need to lean down um, and it's not realistic for, for me to get it all for my food. Uh, especially if you're trying to get like lean, lean, lean protein, you don't want to have a bunch of extra fat, like what you might get from an egg yolk or uh, a piece of meat that might have some fat in it. You know, um, it can make sense to have just whey protein. And so, um, usually what I'll advise people to do is like, look for something that has like a sh the shortest ingredients list you've ever seen. <laughs> and so it shouldn't be a paragraph. It should be like one or two lines, you know? And if you see like this proprietary blend of um, whey protein that could have 10 ingredients in it, you know? So it'd be great if you can see like whey protein concentrate or whey protein isolate. The only difference between those two is the concentrate is 80% pure. Isolate is 90% pure. Um, so in the other like 10 or 20%, it's just like the stuff that takes to bind that together into a powder. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, and then the only other ingredients you would want to see is, you know, stuff that you could look at and be like, I know what that is, <laughs> uh, rather than these crazy chemical names that are like hard to pronounce. Cause there's like 10 syllables, you know? Um, and so even the, the word like natural flavors is a common thing on, uh, labels, but if you could see like, okay, if it has like cocoa powder and. Uh, you know, things that's like, okay, I know what that is. That's, that's ideal. Um, and like, so for me, myself, and I know you make super shakes also, you just like throw a ton of stuff into a blender and it's just awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, so what I do is I'll buy that whey protein concentrate um, because I've seen that it kind of blends better, um, especially in a shaker bottle if you're doing it just on the go. Um, yeah. But I'll get the concentrate in bulk from bulksupplements.com. And, uh, you can order like 10 pounds and for pretty cheap. And, uh, and then you just throw that in your blender. You can throw it in with some milk or water and then throw in some fruit, some whatever kind of vegetable you want. Um, and then you can put in some kind of a nut butter and then you have all of your nutrients that you need in that shake. And, uh, if you're trying to keep it leaner, keep the calories lower then you know, cut out the peanut butter or try to have just a minimal amount. So that the calories overall are pretty low and it's a good post-workout shake. So should I, so should I be looking for an unflavored um, versus, you know, chocolate peanut butter or, you know, hell I've even seen Snickers uh, flavored protein powder and, and that sort of thing. So um, should I be looking for, you know, just bulk unflavored or something along those lines? Good question. It kind of depends on the person. Um, so let's say, you know, if you can find one that's got good flavor that doesn't have a ton of other stuff in it, then great. Go for that. If that helps you get it down. Great. Uh, some people absolutely hate the taste of just the concentrate and, or if the Snickers yeah. flavor makes you want to go grab a Snickers, then maybe Snickers isn't a realistic flavor for you. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. And I'm one of those people that, you know, I, I like all the, the random flavors, the blueberry cobbler and mint chocolate chip and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was actually looking at a label while we were talking here. And um, I think that I think I use a pretty decent one, um, relatively short ingredients list. And I know what most of it is. So 
Hey, that's or, good. I know what a, a bulk of it is. Yeah. That's good. So, another um, kind of question. Um, you, you had touched on your, you're starting to uh, do more research and, and, uh, and, and try concentrated greens. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a veggie person. Uh, me and you shared videos of um, our meal prep plans the other day. And um, you and your wife had 10 times the vegetables than what me and my wife have. So, um, you know, I, I have a tendency like this week is fresh green beans, you know, cook them up and that's my vegetable for the week. Um, last week it was Brussels sprouts. Uh, the week before it was peppers and onions. So, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily get tired of those vegetables during the week, but um, to, you know, do I need to supplement my greens as well? If I'm not, if I don't think that I'm hitting those or is the jury still out on that? Dude, great question. Um, before I talk about the supplements, let's talk about like the why behind vegetables. Um, like what's the point of vegetables? Why do they, why do you say that? Why do people say that like from childhood, like eat your veggies? Um, and I say the same thing. That's those exact words. What is the point of vegetables? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a funny thing because like uh, in American society, especially um, other societies around the world too, but uh, sugar has become such a high consumption that um, sweet things in general do a funny thing to our taste buds. Um, you get so used to those that the sort of alkaline flavors, which are really high in vegetables, become less tasty. And so you get sort of addicted to this sweet taste. It makes you like vegetables less. And so um, if you have vegetables more frequently and you try to decrease the sugar a little bit, suddenly you start liking vegetables a lot more. You sort of change your flavor profile. Um, so it can actually make you enjoy them better. But also fats contain a ton of flavors. So I always encourage people to like saute or grill your vegetables or put them in a curry. Like you can cook them whatever way you want um, with things that are going to help flavor them up. But Vegetables themselves, they contain what is called phytonutrients, okay? Um, And so phytonutrients are things that you get from the vitamins and minerals that are in the vegetables. And they have tons of crazy good uh, nutrients, crazy good properties in them. So, for example, I'll just name a few. Um, They can lower your heart disease risk as much as 22% with just four servings of legumes in a week. Um, it lowers your cancer risk. That's a fancy way of saying like it basically makes your cells work better. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like putting clean fuel in. Um, it protects your eyesight and your skin. It improves your blood flow, uh, which is great for your cholesterol and overall heart health. Um, it helps with regular digestion, just moving food through your body. It helps with hydration because vegetables and fruits, they have water in them um, and it helps control your blood pressure um but then like they also naturally contain fiber um which is great for um both your cholesterol but also um it's helping you feel full um and the water that's in vegetables is also going to help you feel full so these are just great things especially for all these things just basically help you feel better uh, it's like Whenever you take in a multivitamin, you notice like a slight boost when you take a multivitamin. Uh, yeah, and so eating my vegetables regularly is is that going to sustain that that multivitamin high, if you will, throughout the day? 
couldn't say it would like help you feel like you're on a high all day, but it's going to help you feel like you're functioning better. Like you might feel like, Oh man, I just feel like I have more energy. I don't feel as sluggish throughout the day. Like the better quality foods, more natural foods you're having, uh, the better you're going to feel. And how do you mix those in? It's like one, I'll tell you, I have a secret weapon. I have an amazing wife who just like is always thinking of how to like combo foods together. And she likes variety. And so if I said, we're just going to have green beans all week for our vegetables, she'd be like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. So uh, she puts in a a huge effort to uh, put the vegetables in a lot of our meals. And so it just becomes a part of what we do. But does that kind of help answer um, the why behind vegetables? It it does. And so, you know, I I see so many different green supplements and that sort of thing out there. Is that, can that rather than again, eating a a massive amount of vegetables, um, you know, can I, um, is that something that can be replaced with a scoop or, uh, or. Yeah. So um, it won't replace the fiber and the fullness or the water that you get from eating the vegetables whole. Um, And so uh, the cool thing about having vegetables regularly is like, if you have a whole bunch of vegetables on your plate, then you're going to feel full enough that you're probably not going to feel a snacky later. You're going to get full from that meal and you might not, you know, fill up on other things. They're going to have more calories that you don't need. Um, So you won't get that from a green supplement, but you will get all the phytonutrients that are good for health and recovery and just feeling your best. So there's kind of a, there's kind of a cost there for having the supplement and like gets you some of the good. uh, But there's also some things that you don't get by having a green supplement. And there's, superfoods that you can get in these green supplements like spirulina or moringa these things really have some really powerful anti-inflammatory effects uh they're really good for your body so it can be like uh you know i'll have it if i need it or it's like i want to add that into my regimen uh because it really helps me feel even better whether i have vegetables or not gotcha so um and so touching on, on some of the vegetables and you talked about fiber, um, to, not to get too detailed, but eating 300 grams of protein a day, um, I, I think fiber is, is something that's necessary. So are there oh, yeah. some veggies that I should um, eat regularly to, to help with digestion and regularity and that sort of thing? That way, um, you know, I'm not having a protein buildup, if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but best way to say it is too much protein with, uh, not enough fiber or water will basically plug you up. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, so easiest way to think about it is if the vegetable grows above ground, you're going to eat as much of it as you want. It's going to help you get that hydration, the water, the phytonutrients and everything. Um, if it's, grows below ground that's more like a carb that's more like energy um so stuff that grows below ground that's like a beet a potato a carrot and stuff that has a little bit more starches in it so that's going to have more energy for you in it and you should you do need those um but the stuff that grows above ground is going to be the stuff that gets you the, the most phytonutrients so i haven't figured out where gummy bears grow at um, ah yeah I'll get those eventually. Gotta find that gummy bear tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and then also, you know, you you you've talked about it, and you've had me really kind of monitor 
and intake more fats than I think that even I'm, I sit there and go, Oh, I probably shouldn't do that. But then I, I also, you know, you said, Hey, you need to have five or seven thumbfuls of fat a, a day. Um, and so, you know, obviously the, the, the extra virgin olive oil or sauteing the veggies and olive oil, but what are some other fat options that I have? Um, and then I have kind of a specific question because it's one of my favorite fat options, but um, I'll, I'll see if you touch on it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so good question. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's several different types of diets. There's like a high carb, low fat. There's a, there's a high fat, low carb, there's intermittent fasting, there's plant-based, there's a balanced diet. Um, there's I, think, that, I, mean, I think I'm currently, you know, pretty balanced. I mean, I'm a little protein heavy, but I mean, I'm still getting lots of fruits and veggies and lots of fats and, and, and pretty regular carbs. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty balanced diet, I believe. Yeah. And that's great. And so depending on the person, like every single body is different, you know, it's like every snowflake is different, you know, like everything is designed a little bit differently. And so, um, that means also no single diet fits every person. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like case by case basis, feel free to experiment work, what works best for you. Um, but the reason that I put you on like a higher protein and a higher fat diet is because of a couple of things. Like one, I want you to feel full. I never want you to be starving. Um, and two, I want you to have enough protein and calories to be able to do what you're doing. And so, um, the protein and the fats are going to be really great for hormone and muscle and like supporting your training and everything. And so, um, the carbohydrates are just pure energy. I definitely want you to still be eating carbs. I don't want you to cut those out. Otherwise you're just going to be like dragging with energy all day and just feeling like you're hangry all the time. So, uh, I don't want that. I don't want a hangry Jeff coming at me going Hulk (laughs) smash. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, with the best kind of fats that I'll def- definitely recommend, usually it's like, okay, extra version of olive oil, coconut oil is another awesome one, any kind of nuts and seeds, um, or cheese, like aged cheese is a really great one, or cottage cheese. Um, those are some really awesome fats that we can go for. Those are like usually the top ones kind of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. and, but also it doesn't mean you can't have other ones like, some cultures in the world, like they use a lot more butter or they use a lot more ghee, you know, um, those are other common ones, you know, but, uh, you want to find like the most unrefined ones that you can, you can find. And so it doesn't mean you can't have it, but like, think of it in a continuum of like, have this more, have this sometimes have this less. Yeah. And you hit on it a little bit there at the end. So, um, yeah, uh, butter is probably my favorite fat. Um, and then my second favorite fat is going to be, you know, animal fat, like whether I have, you know, uh, making my eggs with a little bit of bacon grease in the pan or, you know, frying up two strips of bacon and using that for my Brussels sprouts or whatever. Um, in my mind, and again, I'm nowhere near your level, but in my mind, I'm like, well, that's okay because I'm still getting, you know, it, it's in, it's from an animal, so it can't be too terribly bad. It's not refined and, and processed, but on the same token, I, I also know, yeah, it's probably not as good as coconut oil or, or olive oil. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great question. So it's totally fine to have uh, fats from meat. Okay. So, but so what butter and what uh, animal fats come with is called a saturated fat. And you need some of that. You don't need to be afraid of it, but you don't want to have like really fatty cuts of meat um, because too much saturated fat, too much of anything is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you want to have a balance of fats. And so uh, like with extra virgin olive oil, it's really high in polyunsaturated fats. And that's really good for heart health. It's good for a number of things. Um, coconut oil has medium chain triglycerides and they're saturated fats, but they're easier to digest. Um, and so also with like butter, it's saturated fat, but you want to remember we talked about like the size of a uh, portion of fat, like this, a tablespoon or like the size of your thumb. Yeah. So like a tablespoon of butter is not, doesn't go real far, you know? And so yeah. if, if you were thinking of like, okay, if I'm going to use bacon or bacon fat, that's, you know, consider that like saturated fat. You know, if I look at all the fat on all the bacon strips that I'm cooking and cooking off, um, how many thumbs or how many tablespoons am I going to get from that? If you want to use bacon fat, then try to just use one tablespoon of that instead of like a whole pan full of it. So you're not deep frying your stuff in bacon fat. Um, So it's like some is not going to kill you, you know, but you do want to have, you know, those better fat sources more often than you have like the ones you want to choose less often. That's why we always go for lean proteins. Um, you want to have more of the lean cuts, the ones that have lesser fat content than others. Does that make sense? So then I, I've got more and more, more and more questions, the more and more that we talk. Um, so as you, as you all know, I have, you know, days where I'm super on it and I have days where I am super off of it. Uh, for example, Saturday morning, I sent you a picture. I had blueberry pancakes, uh, a stack of blueberry pancakes with blueberry compote and whipped cream on top and a four egg omelet with four different types of meat and cheese and salsa and uh, side order of hash browns. And so in my mind, you know, I, I, I killed all of my fats in, in one meal for the day, um, all of my carbs for a couple days. And so um when I do that, or if I do that, I know I shouldn't, but I did. Um, so what does, I, I was really surprised when I talked to you on set on Saturday after that meal and you're like, Oh yeah, you know, still go ahead and have some carbs with your, with your dinner. You know, it, it didn't completely undo, but, um, if I slip up or when I slip up, cause I always slip up, but, um, how do I recover or make my adjustments during the day? A great question. By the way, that meal looked absolutely incredible. Like was awesome. I was salivating over that meal. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. And so like I looked at that, I was like, oh, I want to join you at that table. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. And, and my wife was sitting there in awe of, of me eating it. And she, she, you know, rightfully so is, is thinking, you know, oh my God, are you going to eat all that? And I did. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like we're all human and like we, we need stuff like that. We need those comfort foods sometimes, you know? And so like, I think a lot of times we can get stuck in this all or nothing mentality where it's like, I'm either a hundred percent on whatever these dietary restrictions I want to have, or I'm a hundred percent off of it. And that can lead us to being like, Oh man, I screwed up. Well, I'm a failure. So I'm just going to leave it behind. I'm going to go binge on this. And then it, who knows if you get back on it or not. 
And that's something that you and I have been working on is just sort of having like this big picture mentality. I'm yeah. like, all right, that happened. Was it good? Good. It was delicious. Yeah. Enjoy that. Have no regrets. You ate that breakfast and it was awesome. Um, but moving forward, um, the biggest habits that are like the best possible thing that you can take with you, no matter what your dietary preferences are for anybody, whatever you're trying to do is eating slowly. And that's like the best possible one. Cause one that's just good for your body for help with digestion, but also helps you be more aware of your eating experience. It helps food taste better. It helps your body function better. And so like, depending on your goals, you'll eat slowly to a certain degree of fullness. Like if you're trying to put on some mass, you're going to eat to like really full or like almost too full as often yeah. as you can. You know, I think back to when I was playing football and I was like never hungry because I was trying to be that full that often. Um, if you're trying to just maintain, then you're just going to eat till you're full more often than not. And it, you don't have to be perfect at this. You know, sometimes you might eat too much. Sometimes you might eat too little. Um, yeah. But generally, you want to be full every time if you're trying to maintain what you have. Um, and if you're trying to lose weight or lose some fat, then um, you want to eat to sort of 80% full. And what that is, is like you have to understand, you have to get familiar with what are your hunger cues and what are your fullness cues, you know? What's my, what is a sign that my body is telling me I'm hungry? What's a sign of my body telling me I'm full? And you have to eat slowly to be able to understand that. And so 80% full is basically just like, all right, I don't necessarily feel hunger cues anymore, but you know, I could eat more, but I don't feel like I have to, I really need to, you know, that's sort of the 80% yeah. full is like, I'm just satisfied, you know, and that's going to help lose the, the fat, the weight that we want to use. And so that's why um, those are like the most important habits that I teach anybody. It's like eat slowly, 80% full. And so uh, whenever you're trying to reset, like, okay, I just, had this massive, massive meal, you know, one, it doesn't make like psychological sense to be like, I'm going to like cut carbs for the next two days, you know, because then it's just like, you're going to end up binging on carbs at some point. Cause it's just like that, you know, that resistance yeah. inside of us. It's like, we're trying to resist authority, you know, it's like, no, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to eat these carbs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, um, it may not be realistic um, as far as like whatever, if you're eating with your family um, or just like if you have a bunch of carbs in one meal and you don't eat carbs again, it's just like you're going to have a major body crash, a physical crash. And so rather than just kind of eliminating a certain nutrient, I would rather just like, all right, let's just practice on, you know, enjoy that meal. It's behind you. It's in the past. Now, Let's get back on it because really in the grand scheme of things, you could have, you know, a few not so good meals in a given week. And if the rest are awesome, you're doing way better than vast majority of people. And you're going to get to where you're going, where you want to go. And see, I think that's where I, I struggle mentally is, you know, in my mind with what you and I have worked on and put together, you know, I'm allotted X number of proteins, X number of carbs, veggies, you know, fats, all of that. And, you know, like in that case, I, I eliminated my, you know, my whole meal plan I had in one meal. And so, you know, in, in my mind, I feel like I have to, to make an adjustment for the next or the subsequent meals. But, uh, you know, what you're saying is that meal is over, you know, get back on your next meal or, you know, the, the rest of the yeah. day. 
Yeah. And, and so sometimes if you know, you're going to have that meal, you can kind of go in with an expectation and you might plan ahead and already plan to like sort of dial down your carbs in successive meals. For example, uh, so there's one day I was, I was in India and I was invited to a friend's home in South India. And I knew in South India, they're going to give me a lot of rice. And so I was like, all right, I know today when I wake up this morning, I'm going to have more rice than I've had in the last three weeks um, in, for dinner because like I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to let them serve me and uh, it's going to be awesome. So what I did that day is uh, I just kind of dialed down. I didn't eliminate carbs the whole rest of the day, but I just uh, didn't have as much. Um, and so like for breakfast, I had less oats. For lunch, I had a salad. That way I could go into and I had the same protein and vegetables and everything else leading up to that. And so at dinner, I didn't have to think twice about it. Didn't have to feel any guilt about it. And so like, if you're like, all right, we're going to IHOP. They have the all of you can eat pancakes tomorrow. And so I'm going to go in, I'm going to have <laughs> the lunch and dinner the previous day. I'm just going to enjoy like a steak salad or whatever. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to put down 15 pancakes. And it's going to be awesome. You know? So yeah. um, you can kind of plan ahead that way if you want to, but also if it just kind of happens in the moment, then it's like, man, don't let it get you down. Just move forward. So in that case, Saturday morning, um, I woke up, I was having pancakes, you know, no matter what, nobody was going to stop me. Um, so is there something that I did or didn't do on Friday that, or the, the week leading up to that, you know, triggered that or, you know, was I short on carbs through the week that, you know, I got up and, you know, hey, I want all the carbs or was that just, you know, a, a happen in the moment thing? Or is that something that I can, you know, help help curtail in the future that way that doesn't happen every Saturday or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, that, that sort of craving, that desire can come from a number of things. It could be your body telling you that you were short on carbs and you just need some energy. Um, that's definitely a signal that can be there. Now, if you look back at your week and you're like, man, I like didn't eat carbs at all yesterday or something like that. It might be your body telling you, yeah, I want some more immediate energy. Um, but it could also be connected to emotions. It could be like you had a really stressful week and you want one of your favorite foods. You know, it could be, uh, you want to, uh, connect with people and your loved ones and they want pancakes. And so you want pancakes, you know? Gotcha. And uh, so did any of those ring a bell for you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was, it's probably the comfort food, you know, the big breakfast. That's uh, a, a family tradition, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. I mean, you know, I, I have, uh, uh, sorry, I have three brothers and a sister. So there was five of us and, you know, the, we didn't go out to eat all the time, but when we did, we went to a breakfast buffet or we went out to breakfast and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, if uh, more so than any other meal or any other eating out. So, I mean, in my mind that, you know, eating a, a big, huge breakfast is kind of my, my, my comfort spot, my happy, my happy place, if you will. I like that. I like that. Yeah. My family uh, grew up doing that too. We used to have, uh, we call it like either hash or a scramber, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, where maybe we had steak like the night before and we're like, we had some leftover. We're having steak and eggs. Uh, yeah. And so we just like cut up a whole bunch of vegetables, you know, like crack like two dozen eggs, you know, throw in the steak. We have cheese and 
uh, potatoes and everything. It's just like this calorie bomb, you know, but then we're like, all right, that was awesome. Let's go train afterwards or something there. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go out and go hunting or something like that. And so it's tradition. Well, and, that's, right? and that's some of the uh, mental barrier that, that I fight through. And even with, uh, with my meal prep is, you know, when I was growing up, you know, there was five of us kids plus uh, dad who did blue collar work and mom that did blue collar work. So, I mean, we were a very meat and potatoes family, um, family. And, you know, we, I grew up, I hate, I hated leftovers. I still hate leftovers. So we're going to eat until it's gone. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, and so now, you know, when I'm meal prepping, um, that's, I know that I'm making fresh food and I'm preparing my meals for the week, but it's still in the back of my mind. I, I have that, you know, I'm going home for leftovers and that's, you know, kind of where I got, got off on, on this journey when, when you and I started, um, I, because of that thinking, I didn't, I didn't prep meals. I prepped food. So I'd have veggies prepped. I'd have sweet potatoes prepped. I've had, I'd have different proteins prepped. And so in my mind, I could still go home and go to the freezer and grab, you know, eight ounces of chicken and this veggie and this starch and, you know, throw it together. And that was my meal. Um, but some, somewhere here in the past month or so, you've helped me turn a corner one with my schedule, but two, just in overall prep. Um, like I said before, I'm, you know, uh, green beans are my vegetable this week. So I bought a ton of green beans, prepped them, uh, which is a pain in the butt. I don't recommend, um, (laughs) uh, cleaning all those fresh green beans and everything. And then, uh, um, you know, so, but now I've gotten to where I'm, I'm preparing shrimp um, and is with rice and green beans. And then I'm preparing chicken with sauteed um, peppers and onions, almost like a fajita. Uh, I'm doing steak with, with sweet potatoes and, and uh, you know, Brussels sprouts. And so I'm not, not eating the same thing every day, but I'm also preparing it to where it's grab and go. And I'm, you know, taking some of that, that guesswork of which protein, which veggie, which, which uh, carb I'm going to have this day. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been awesome seeing you just on this journey of just kind of discovering like what works for you um, because it's, like it's different for every person. And so like, even like for Julie and I, like we also, I mean, like we're willing to eat leftovers, but fresh, like frankly, it's always better. Right. Yeah. Um, so except for, except for Julie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, <laughs> you're so right. Um, but what we did is uh, we actually didn't cook the chicken that we marinated yesterday. We just stuck in the fridge so we can cook it fresh. And that marinade will keep good for that chicken good and ready to cook for a few days. And so we can cook it in like day to day. So we'll just, we'll just prepare for at least a few days in advance and we can cut up our vegetables for like the whole week, you know, because those will be good in the fridge all week. And so if you have the fridge space and you have a routine that you like, it, it can work differently for different persons. Uh, but it's cool that you found sort of, you're, you're kind of like finding a groove. You're like, all right, this works good for me. Like rather than cooking just like this mass amount and I just kind of grab from it, you like actually portioning out the meal that you need. So you don't yeah. have like accidentally get too much and feel guilty about like leaving something on the plate. Right. Well, and that's, and, and with that though comes more questions for me. So like this week I did shrimp for the first time. And so I, I know, you know, I'm supposed to have a palm size, portion of, of protein so is a palm of 
of shrimp, the same as a palm of steak, the same as a palm of chicken. I mean, what does that look like? Or, you know, are, you know, not all proteins created equal. So, you know, if it's a, a seafood or salmon, you know, hey, you need to do a little more or a little less than you would if, you know, it was a, a traditional chicken breast or, or, or a piece of, piece of beef. Uh, good question. Um, generally cooked protein, if it's fully cooked, it's going to be relatively similar, like ballpark. Like if you get 280 program, uh, grams of protein in a given day compared to 300, it's not going to kill you. You're still going to do well. Yeah. You know? But uh, generally, like, for example, fish, um, like shrimp and other watery fish, they're going to shrink a ton and they have just kind of, they're going to have a little bit lower protein content. Like a, like a fatty fish, like a salmon um, or deep sea fish are going to have like significantly more protein because it's a denser meat. Um, and then like a chicken and steak are relatively similar and not a ton of difference in those. Um, and so great question there, but generally like if you get that palm size portion of protein and you get the number of portions you're aiming for throughout the day, like generally like the average guy will need around two portions per meal. And I have you doing, you know, seven, yeah, uh, like seven and nine, you know, so that allows you to get the extra protein because you're a bigger guy. You have a bigger lean mass. It's kind of funny. I was like looking at it like um, your lean mass, you know, if you're, let's say like based I, I off the last scan you had. Um, because I looked at my last body scan and yeah. I have more lean mass than an entire Caleb Lynn. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like crazy, right? Like, yeah. so uh, that's why you have to eat more protein than I do, you know? And so that's why our diets look a little bit different. You got to eat more than I do just because like you have a lot more to maintain than I do. Like if you eat the same amount of protein that I do, you're going to be feeling weak. You're going to be like, dude, I'm starving, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you should eat more than I do. You know, it's not that you need to eat the exact same thing that I do because you're a different man. You're a different build and uh, you have a different amount that you're trying to maintain and the goals you're going for with strongman competitions. It's just, you know, you're finding what works for you. Yeah. And, and yeah, that that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, because I, I don't really care about the scale. I, I, you know, I'm currently staying around 320. Um, but, you know, you and I have a goal to, to get down to 290, which... Um, I, I can do and want to do, but I don't, I also am trying to build muscle during all this. Um, so that body fat number is, is more important to me mm-hmm. than the scale number. Um, but yeah, the, you know, doing the body scans and seeing that it's just like, oh, wow. You know, I added, you know, it's, I usually do about 45 days in between body scans and it's like, Hey, I stayed the same weight, but my body fat went down a couple, but my lean body mass went up five pounds and it's like, okay, yep. I'm doing something right. Or, you know, uh, the one that I had in June, um, where the scale actually went down, but my body fat went up. It's like, okay, well, that's when you and I, um, made a little bit of an adjustment in my diet. And so that's, that's been super beneficial. And if I have any, any words to, uh, words for, for people that are working with you is yeah. You know, listen, listen to your body. Like you say, um, 
take it one day at a time um, or one meal at a time. Uh, you can't undo an entire week's worth of work in, in one meal and, you know, focus on your, your goals and not the numbers and, and you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's been awesome working with you and thanks for the questions today, man. You were drilling me a little bit. That was good. Well, and, um, and I'm sure as I continue to listen to, to your podcast and everything, uh, you know, I'll have more cause I, I do have more about sleep and, and that sort of thing. Um, as you know, actually I'll, I'll go ahead and go into it. Um, <laughs> any foods that I can eat before bed or, you know, with my evening meal that are, naturally calming or relaxing um you know i was getting about five hours of sleep a night which is nowhere near enough for um as hard as i train um i'm up to six plus hours a night um just by making a conscious effort of improving my sleep um but is there something nutritionally that i can do to help aid my sleep uh great question so there's a few things you can do nutritionally um is you want to have more of your carbs um, towards the front end of your day, um, because those get digested faster than fats and proteins. And so that energy would hit you a little sooner. Um, and so having carbs, uh, post-workout or earlier in the day or both, then it kind of helps that you tend to work out in the morning. Um, and so that kind of best of both worlds there, but if you have a little bit compared to your breakfast and lunch, if your dinner is a little bit lower in carbs, it's going to help you with going to sleep um, because you're not going to have sort of this boost of energy followed by a crash. So you can just kind of mess with you. Uh, but also like not overeating. If you have a huge dinner, your body is going to be working so hard on uh, digesting that food. That's going to affect your sleep, your sleep cycles. Um, and so having, you know, just a, a, a satisfying dinner um, at least two hours before you go to sleep um, that's not too heavy in carbs is going to be something that really sets you up for success. Um, and so if you eat right before you go to sleep, then it's like, ugh, you're going to be struggling to fall asleep or have deep sleep because your body's working to digest that stuff, or at least get it into your small intestine. Um, and so, uh, other things you can do nutritionally is you could just have a cup of tea, <laughs> um, have a cup of tea, like sleepy time tea, something that's not caffeinated. And I usually tell people to try to cut off the uh, caffeine by two o'clock at the latest, uh, because uh, caffeine has a six hour half-life. So six hours after you have a cup of coffee, you still have half of the amount of caffeine that's in your system. And so if you had it at two, then six hours later at eight, you still have half that caffeine in there. And so you might even consider like cutting off the caffeine at 10 a.m. If you have, you know, 12 hours later, 10 p.m., you got no caffeine left in your system uh, to affect your sleep. And so that could be from yeah. coffee. It could be from a pre-workout. It could be from a number of things. So. Yep. That, that, that was my question. Uh, my, my goal is to be up at five and, and uh, get my workout done. But some days, you know, if I'm listening to my body and, Hey, I don't want to get up. Um, I, I need this extra hour of sleep or whatever it may be. Um, I will stay in bed and do my workout in the evening, which means pre-workout at 5 p.m. And and then uh, in, in my mind, I, I guess I wasn't thinking about that, that half-life of the caffeine. I was just thinking, hey, I take my pre-workout and by the time I'm done with my workout, it's burnt up and gone, but that's not the case. Yeah, it does kind of linger around in there. It's so... Uh, especially if you feel if you feel sort of a uh, you're trying to get over the hump of the afternoon. I think for a lot of people that fatigue is 
It's more related to what you had for lunch or if you're dehydrated. Um, and so a lot of people find that, uh, you know, I, t- I say to people, you know, hydrate to feel great. Um, as a term coined by my brother, uh, said hydrate to feel great and it just stuck. But, uh, anyways, uh, if you rehydrate a little bit before you think about having caffeine in the afternoon, then I might, you might feel a boost of energy just cause your body's hydrated and feeling better. But as far as a pre-workout, um, you might challenge yourself, you know, you, you know, the, maybe the tension built up from the day might be enough to like get, get the work done, um, in the afternoon, you know, um, but some, you might consider experimenting. Things. Yeah. You might consider experimenting and like, man, maybe if I have to do my workout in the evening, I'm going to see if I can try to not have the pre-workout for an evening workout for the sake of having a better night's sleep. I'll, uh, I'll definitely have to give that a go because yeah, there, if usually if I don't get my workout done in the morning, Somewhere around two or three, I'm texting my wife going, okay, I, I'm, I might go off on somebody if I don't go home and lift right away. So yeah. <laughs> I, I have that, uh, that energy or that frustration to, to take out on the, on the weights. Yeah, yeah. In post-workout, you got to give yourself a little time to wind down. Um, and so let's say if you're doing a workout like late at night, that also kind of gives your body a little boost of, you know, those endorphins afterwards. It's almost as good as a cup of coffee for at least a short amount of time. Um, so if you work out and you're trying to go to bed like an hour later, you know, you're, you're going to be too amped up just fact, you know? And so like, I've done that where it's like, I worked out at eight o'clock and then I try to go to bed at like nine 30 or 10. And I'm just like laying there staring at the ceiling, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, I mean, it's a challenge for everybody because we're trying to fit a schedule in, you know, especially if you have multiple roles in life where you're trying to balance everything. Sometimes it's hard to get a lift in. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but trying to have sort of a wind down period where you do things to help yourself relax at night is going to help you set up for success for sleep. So the uh, more, more nutrition questions, just because I could do this all day with you. <laughs> uh, my, my nine o'clock kids are in bed. We're watching The Office. Um, have a bowl of ice cream that has went out the window, but similar to the wake up Saturday morning and want pancakes some days, sometimes that creeps back in. And I know um, I kind of, I've supplemented with like Greek yogurt and honey and um, I've even done cottage cheese, but that doesn't quite hit that, that same sensation or that, that want, it doesn't, doesn't kill the need or, or the want. So what are some things that I can pepper in for that um, on days where, you know, I've had a perfect day up until eight o'clock, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, everything was on point. Nine o'clock, I want that scoop of ice cream. Is there a a good viable replacement for that? That's, um, you know, not only going to, you know, help continue with, with my nutrition goals, but also not keep me awake until two o'clock in the morning. Well, uh, great question. So, uh, first thing I would say is like, eat the ice cream as long as you eat to 80% full. You know, if you're, if it's like, I just need a little snack, maybe one scoop is enough to like satisfy that craving, you know? And that's what I was going to say, you know, an ice cream night, that's not, you know, sit down and make a giant Sunday or anything. That's like a, Hey, I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream in a bowl just because I want that cold salty sweet <laughs> yeah yeah you know, ice cream's awesome yeah. i i freaking love ice cream like so and if one scoop uh you know like once or twice a week helps you stay sane and function as a normal human being 
like, I want you to have that scoop of ice cream. If not having that, it's going to make you pig out on like 3000 calories of pancakes the next morning. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's not the best thing, you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but also like consider, you know, there's huge amount of resources out there of like how to make some of your favorite foods a little bit better. Uh, so for example, like the pancakes, you wake up Saturday morning, you're like, man, I want some pancakes. Let's do some pancakes. Consider how you can uh, make those pancakes healthier, you know, using whole wheat or using oats. Like I have a, a pancake recipe that I do where it's like, I don't use any wheat at all. I don't use any flour. I use, I just blend up some oats, put it all in a blender. It's like oats, eggs, almond milk, banana, cinnamon. It's like, it's really fairly flavorful. And we put yogurt and berries and peanut butter on top of it instead of syrup. And it's just like, I still have this fancy pancake. It's delicious. Um, yeah. And it's pancakes, you know, but like using some ingredients to help make that favorite item a little bit healthier. And maybe you have two pancakes that are healthier and you have one that's like, it's got syrup on it, but you know, it's yeah. not like a giant puddle or something, you know? Well, and that's, the, that, it's funny that you bring that up because you know, uh, my, I'm on my health journey, um, training for strong man, you know, eating for strong man. Um, my wife is on a weight loss journey and has done phenomenal at it. And so she, I have my meal plan. She has her meal plan. Um, I have an 18 year old kid home from college who is constantly, you know, trying different fad diets and different things. So this week he's on the keto diet, um, so he has his meal plan. Then I have the 14 year old son that just eats whatever the hell he wants, whenever he wants, and you know works out a couple hours a day at, in uh, at uh, in eighth grade. Plus, you know, super active in in football and baseball and basketball and all that good stuff. And it's like, you know, grocery shopping gets a little tough sometimes in in our house. Oh, yeah, different meal plans. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you've been learning some things along the way, right? Where like, let's say if you put your nutritionist hat on, you could say a few things to help people find a happy balance and compromise, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. And that's what, uh, you know, some of the conversations that I've had with my boys is, you know, they take interest in what I'm doing, you know, as far as my competitions or, you know, my 14 year old is, is, still pretty naive and you know he's going to play in the nfl or mlb or something along those lines and you know sometimes yes i i take the uh the cues that i've learned from you and went well you know if you're if this truly is a goal you're probably not going to have 10 or 10 20 uh pizza rolls tonight for dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, you know let's think about this or you know even when uh they're doing summer conditioning and workouts at the high school it's here, you know, you need to have a shake an hour before you go, you know, even if it's just protein and water, you know, take this because that's going to be your energy and, and help fuel you. So, you know, yeah. you, I've, I've definitely translated some things, but it, it's still, you know, they're teenage boys. So. Right. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. Yeah. You, you got two degree, you know, you got a lot of make their own decisions, right? Yeah. And so, and so um, they, they know better than I do and, and better than you do and, and that sort of thing still. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, you know, that it's a journey for everybody. And so, and we can't necessarily tell anyone what to do, but it's part of the big journey, just uh, helping people become more aware and uh, helping what find, you know, helps them reach their goals and find what works best for them to keep from having that all or nothing mentality and working towards 
whatever they're working towards. And so, dude, this has been great. Thanks for your time today. Um, and uh, it's been awesome. I, I know we could probably it. talk for hours. So Yeah. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll uh, finish up just, you know, I appreciate you and what you're, you're doing for me and with me and um, look forward to, to keep growing. And like you, you said a little bit, you know, just my, my knowledge and, and prep and, and everything just keeps growing and growing and growing. And um, I, I really do appreciate it. And, and you've been phenomenal through all this. So uh, thank you. Thank you a lot. You bet, man. It's what I do. I'm here to help. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast today. We'll wrap this one up. I'm sure we'll be on another podcast together where you can drill with uh, generally with some more questions on different topics. I'm looking forward to that. So absolutely. I'll get my notepad out. All right, cool. All right, guys, take it easy. We'll catch you on the next one.